Hi everyone, this is Carmen Miksha and Sophia Miksha, your hosts of Seeds of Sunshine, a mother-daughter multi-generational podcast filled with laughter, wisdom and advice. Sophia is a sophomore in high school in the IB program, a runner, a piano player and a sister. I have a BA and MA degree in English and have published two poetry books and a tennis book, which you can find on Amazon or on my website, CarmenMixaBooks.com. I am also a marathon runner and the broker CEO of Dynamic Real Estate, my own company. So if you're looking to buy or sell a home with me in the Sacramento or Bay Area regions, please visit my website, DynamicSacramentoHomes.com. Thanks so much for joining us. We promise to sprinkle seeds of sunshine once a week to elevate your lives and dreams through better communication between generations. Corey Snyder is originally from San Diego, California, and then Sacramento, where she completed her master's degree in kinesiology at Sacramento State University. During that time, she worked in the emergency department as a scribe and quickly developed an interest in the exciting field of emergency medicine. She then moved to Boise, Idaho in 2021 to start medical school. She's currently a second-year medical student at Idaho College Osteopathic of Medicine, where she serves as the Emergency Medicine Club Vice President and Tuner First Year Med students. During her free time, she either obsesses over her puppy, who is, by the way, adorable, I get to see him on Instagram, or runs in the Boise foothills with her husband, John Snyder, while he mountain bikes. During undergrad, she competed in cross country and the steeplechase for track. She continued to race post-college until her passion for medicine superseded the need to repetitively run in a circle. <laughs> and before we start talking to Corey, we always have a quote and a joke. And my quote is from Hippocrates, who said, wherever the art of medicine is loved, there is also a love of humanity. And my joke is, what should you do if you have a rash? Any guesses, Corey? No, I don't know. You tell me. It says, choose your doctor and medication carefully. You don't want to make any rash decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Seeds of Sunshine, Corey. Sophia and I are so happy to discuss about what it takes to get into med school. Truth and myth and stories, anecdotes. I think we're very fortunate to have someone like you here. Well, thank you guys both for having me. I'm very excited to talk to you guys and help with anything that I can. Yes, so everyone knows how competitive it is to get accepted and all the hard work that it takes. Can you please tell our listeners a little more about your journey? Uh, was being a doctor a lifelong dream of yours or only after working in the emergency department? Sure. Yeah. So it's definitely competitive. Um, however, you know, if you put your mind to anything, anything is possible. Um, my journey to medicine really was non-traditional um, in the fact of I kind of discovered that I wanted to become a doctor maybe halfway through my undergraduate degree, which is unlike a lot of um, other applicants. Um, I, you know, I was never put in an environment um, other than running that really kind of challenged my abilities 
for me to even consider being a doctor. Um, I was actually kind of a poor child, not poor as in money, but poor as in I was a bad child growing up. Um, I got in trouble a lot. Um, in college, undergrad just wasn't even on my radar. Like going to college wasn't a, not a thing unless there was running. So I was really fortunate in that sense. Um, so anyways, I, I was halfway through college and um, I was speaking to a a friend's brother-in-law who I was like, well, maybe I'll go into cardiac rehab. I really like the cardiovascular system from running. And he looks at me with, with this look on his face. I'll never forget it. And he goes, well, why don't you just become a cardiologist? Why don't, why don't you just reach for the stars? And I had never before that moment been like, oh my gosh, I could be a doctor if I wanted to be. You know, there was never a moment where I thought that that was something that it was attainable for me until this man was like, be a doctor just do it. Like you can do it. Um, and from then I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I, I love, um, I love hardworking things. I love being able to kind of really earn what you have. Um, and that was a great field for it. And I do love cardi the cardiovascular system. I love everything about our body. Um, and that's when I really learned to develop, maybe I want to go be a doctor. So mid undergrad, you know, I had to start adding in these courses that are required to apply to medical school. Um, and that's when that really took off. I was doing, and because of track and cross country, I didn't have a lot of opportunity to volunteer in the medical field. So at that time it was really just a, I think I like it, but I'm not too sure. Um, and then I, I still wanted to compete because I was at the peak of my running. Um, so I thought I would split the difference and go to graduate school so I could pe compete post-collegiately. Um, and while I was in graduate school at the time, I was also attending the community college because I still had to complete courses to apply to medical school. Um, and that's when I started in the ER and that really just solidified my, my love for uh, medicine and my passion for it. So, so yeah, I was never around it growing up. Nobody ever exposed me to the field of medicine. It was truly just this this insight of you can do whatever you want, no matter if it's hard or not. Um, and that really piqued my interest and I hit the ground running with it and I felt, fell in love with emergency medicine. So that's um, been a long, long story short how I got to where I am now. Yes, it is wonderful because a lot of times people prepare way in advance and you you discovered it along the way. And I have a feeling that also you being a, such a competitive runner, it made you feel like, okay, getting into medicine is hard, but I've already done hard things. I'm a runner. I can do this. There are days um, in medical school now, you know, when you have six finals in five days and, you know, your, your study days are eight, 10, 12 hour long. And I, I constantly remind myself, I go, you know, Corey, if you can run almost two miles in 10 minutes over barriers and in a water pit, you can do this. Um, so yes, I am fortunate that I do have that background to humbly remind me that, you know, I can do it. Absolutely. And also, Corey, there seems to be kind of mystery and complexity about becoming a doctor, you know, and so can you please give the listeners a few truths and myths about getting into med school? Sure. Um, one of the biggest myths that maybe I faced um, during my application process, which 
uh, I actually learned was not true listening to a podcast similar to this um, from Ryan Gray. Um, and it was that you don't have to have the perfect MCAT score and you don't have to have the perfect grades, although those things are amazing and great if you do. Um, however, you can get into medical school with a C on your transcript. Um, I mean, I had a C on my transcript. I, I went back and retook classes um, and I still got into medical school, but but the truth of it is is, is that as long as you are a very well-rounded person and you have passions, whether they're in medicine or in the piano, like Sophia, like that's what will help you in the long run getting in. I know plenty of really smart people who scored amazing on the MCAT and have an amazing GPA and they didn't get any interviews at med schools. Um, so I think that that's a really large miss that a lot of applicants face is that they have to do this checkbox and they have this checklist that they have to hit in order to get into medical school, but that's not the case. Um, maybe for some out there, but do you really wanna to go to a school that's, that's like that? You know, um, The truth is that you just find yourself, find your passion and, and do what you love. And on the way, you know, maintain grades and, and get in. Yeah, I agree. So I am a sophomore in high school and I recently went to UC Davis for a two-day workshop that provided a lot of insight into the path of becoming a doctor. Um, advice to me and other high school students who dream of becoming doctors. Um, I think that's amazing. UC Davis, amazing school. Um, you know, in high school, again, just kind of not speaking from experience because this wasn't, you know, how I did things. Um, but looking back, if I could change some things or do some things, it would be kind of exposing myself to medicine earlier to really figure out, is this what I want or is this not what I want? Because um, I think that's a really, and when applying, schools look at that, you know, do you have any clinical experience? Do you, have you been around doctors? Um, so that's really what I would I would suggest. I would suggest shadowing in any departments that you're able to, to really just see like early on, like, is this for me or is this not for me? Um, and you don't have to know one way or the other, but some people, when they show up, they'll know, no, this is not for me. I cannot, I don't like the bloods or, you know. Um, so I would say exposure. Shadow, if you can, um, I think that would be really important. And, um, you know, find something to, get involved in that that is giving back to others and, and helping others because at the end of the day that's what a doctor is but it doesn't have to be in the medical field it, it could be with anything so for me it was volunteering and coaching uh little kids in track and field um and just having something that you're passionate about and sticking to it and that helps the community and helps people at large um, and then the last thing would just be kind of to to remember that you're still a teenager you're still a high school student be one go out and have fun and, and just don't let it uh, overcome your daily life and, and stop you from being a kid and being a teenager. And, you know, the best thing you could do is get all the teenager things out of the way early. And then, you know, you mature as an adult when you're in college. So that would be my advice. Really great advice and very, very sound, Corey, because, you know, you don't want to put way too much pressure. We feel like nowadays 
you know, everything is so competitive. And sometimes, you know, kids tend to put way too much pressure, you know, and that's why I always remind Sophia, I'm like, don't worry about it because she already asked me. I have a few doctor friends that I run with. And she goes, mom, I need a job. And I'm like, like, chill, Sophia, you're just a sophomore. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, gosh, I didn't even, like I said, I wasn't working in the emergency department until I was in graduate school. And I was maybe 22 at that time, 23. And that was my first real, like, exposure to medicine. I had done some volunteering um, and I had done some shadowing, but, but, you know, you don't, if you, if you, if it falls into place and it works out and you're doing it younger versus, you know, later in your path amazing but like i said i am the epitome of non-traditional and it is completely possible <laughs> yes so um any do's and don'ts about pursuing the medical field um like you already kind of touched upon it but is there anything that looking back now you would say don't do that or do this um the don't would be and, and, and not me looking back on it, but, you know, a lot of my cohorts, I can see this in them, which is unfortunate, but the don't would be, you know, going into this field for money or for status or because your parents are doctors or because your parents want you to be a doctor. Um, that's a sure way to live the rest of your life unhappy. Um because, I mean, I, I'm obviously not a doctor yet, so I don't experience this firsthand, but at least watching the doctors and my husband, it's, it's, a, it's a path where, you know, you're putting in much more work than you probably are receiving in pay or time off or because that's not what you're there for. And, and if that's not what you're there for, it makes being there for long days and missing birthdays and missing weddings worth it. Um, but if you're there for, for status or for money or because somebody else told you to be, um, you really have to take a hard look at yourself and what you want in your life and, you know, be brave enough to say, you know what, I shouldn't do medicine. I shouldn't, I shouldn't go into medicine. Um, but the do, like I said, would be just kind of exposing yourself to it early so you can really see if you love it or not. That would be my best do and don't for pursuing medicine. Yes, that, that's wonderful advice. So uh, how do you have any funny stories for our listeners that you might want to share from your journey so far? Um, so funny story. And, and it ties into like, you just, you don't have to know everything right away. You don't have to be the best right away. Like it is very much a learning process. Um, so like I said, when I was a scribe, um, I typing up the note for the stock i was i was kind of newer and um he had to intubate a patient being that you know he had to put a line for him to be able to breathe basically um and it's intubate with a t um and the whole time i wrote his note not knowing the word and i put in incubate it's like <laughs> like i'm incubating baby chicks his whole note had like 10 incubation like uh, <laughs> He was, I'm, I'm not hatching chickens here. I was like, oh, intubate. And, and it was just kind of full circle because maybe, you know, last semester we were, we were intubating patients and it was, it was truly just full circle. Like, wow, I really thought this was once called incubation. And now I'm sitting here intubating a um, mannequin. So it was really, that was my humbling kind of 
look back that I had that kind of made me chuckle at least a little bit of not knowing anything. When I was <laughs> that is so funny, Corey. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so does your family already ask you for medical advice? <laughs> no, no, they're much smarter than that. <laughs> you know, like I said, my family, uh, is not in the medical world at all. So, so I'll explain some things to the best of my knowledge, but my knowledge is still so, so small and so tiny um, that I think they know much better than to ask me about uh, medical advice. So, so. No, not yet, not yet. <laughs> you watch any like medical shows on TV? And if so, every on-screen diagnosis or procedure? So to be completely honest, that's probably why I've never watched Grey's Anatomy, really, um, because of that reason, being that I didn't want to spend most of my time nitpicking or, or whatnot. Um, before I was in medical school, while I was a scribe, I did actually enjoy the show The Good Doctor, um, because I felt like that had a lot more truth to the medicine, and it was super interesting, um, and it was fun being like, oh, I know what that is, or, or oh, like, they need this. Um, so that was always fun, but then, obviously, when you get into medical school, your ability to be able to sit and watch, you know, a TV show goes out the window, and if, if you're able to, you don't want to spend it watching more things about medicine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, jumping back to, like, high school. high schoolers like me work on during high school to set ourselves up for success. Three things to work on to set you up for success. Uh, listen to your parents. <laughs> Good one, Corey. <laughs> um, have an open mind um, with anything that you're doing. And the third one would be do whatever you're doing to the best of your ability. Just don't go anything half-hearted. Give it your all and do, do the best that you can with it. Uh, no matter what it is, but just so earlier, you're going to set yourself up for success later, being that that's how you dive into things and that's how you do it. You don't do anything kind of insolent, but yes, um, that would be it. Listen, listen to your parents. They still know best. Um, have an open mind and just kind of, you know, give everything you know, the best of your abilities. Yes. Really wonderful advice, Corey. I, I really agree. And we are getting here towards the end of our show, and we always like to sprinkle seeds of sunshine for our listeners, which is something inspirational or uplifting. What are your seeds of sunshine? Um, one that really resonates with myself would be uh, never apologize for being yourself. Uh, as long as you stay true to yourself, uh, life is so much better. There's, such a, there's so much strength and courage and knowing who you are and what you bring to the table as a person and just unapologetically being yourself. That is beautiful. And before we let you go, how can our list connect with you on, so and on social media? So um, let's see, before I went into med school, I got rid of all social medias except Instagram. So I do still have an Instagram. It's core, K-O-R underscore G. Oh, that is really wonderful, Corey. We feel really honored and grateful to have had you share your um, your path to medicine. 
And thank you so much. Wishing you a thank lovely, you. lovely Sunday. Thanks. Thanks, you guys, for having me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Seeds of Sunshine is a proud supporter of Sacramento Youth Center, and 50% of your donations are going directly to our local branch. To contribute and support our podcast, please use the coffee app, which you can find in our show notes. It is greatly appreciated. Wishing you a great week full of sunshine. Thanks so much for listening, sharing, and reviewing our podcast wherever you listen to. And if you have some great wisdom and advice and wish to be a guest on Seeds of Sunshine, please message me on social media at Carmen Mixa, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And last but not least, remember that we will have a monthly drawing for cool prizes to reward our top listeners and supporters who share and review Seeds of Sunshine. Goodbye for now.